Welcome to The Real Talk with Tanya Sakowitz podcast, where we help parents and caregivers gain knowledge to increase their confidence and their success in caring for young children. We will cover topics like feeding your baby, getting your baby and you some much needed sleep, and pretty much anything else that has to do with caring for babies and their families after birth. Society sets parents up to fail, and we are here to change that. You can also find full video versions of each episode on our YouTube channel, Newborn Care Solutions. Thanks for tuning in. Good evening and welcome to Real Talk, where every Sunday night we offer insight, education, and resources to in-home caregivers and those affected in their world. These are the children, the parents, the extended family, and everyone who loves them. And our goal is to offer real-life topics and learning through discussing real issues and offering real solutions. And tonight, I'm very excited to welcome our guest, Christina Capel. Welcome, Christina. It's great to have you. Hi, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about Christina, and then we're going to talk about a topic that is really hot in the nanny, newborn care specialist, and even doula world, and of course, the parent world. Um, and we're going to talk about baby-led weaning tonight. And we're going to address kind of what it is, how it works, and maybe a few misconceptions around this topic, um, because we know there are some. So let me tell you about Christina, and then we're going to dig into our topic for tonight. So Christina is a registered dietitian and certified breastfeeding counselor. She completed her master's degree at the University of Alabama and her dietetic internship at the University of Arizona Medical Center. In her 10 years as a registered dietitian, she has worked one-on-one with clients to achieve their health and wellness goals. She recently started her own practice, Hope for Healing Nutrition Company, where she continues to use her personal and professional experience to instill hope in her clients. On a personal note, Christina is a homeschooling mom of three, avid backyard gardener, and aspiring alpaca farmer. So before we jump into that, all right, just tell us about the alpacas. (laughs) It is. It's a goal. Like literally later today, we're going to head up north and look at some properties so that we can uh, stretch out a little bit and have some land, get some animals, the alpacas. Ideally, we want some goats and some chickens as well. But we had learned about them. We got to go on an alpaca ranch field trip with our homeschool group and, uh, we just fell in love. They're such a fun little animal. I love it. Right. And do you plan on like making yarn and making your own clothes and things? Oh, goodness. So I was gifted a scarf that is made from alpaca and it is so soft and lovely. And I would love to do that at some point. Initially, we just want to get our feet wet a little bit and get used to caring for them. And then over time, probably branch out a little bit. Yeah, no, it is. It, I actually am a knitter and it is an amazing fabric, amazing fiber to work yes. with. Yes. Uh, so that's, that's fun and exciting. So, well, we're going to talk today about kind of just one aspect of what you're a professional in, because obviously you can speak to a lot of different things um, with your background. But today we're going to specifically talk about baby led meeting. And so I would love for you to just start out with Giving our, our audience an overview, I think a lot of people in the parenting and nanny world have heard this term. Um, a lot of them may know what it is, but a lot of people may think they know what they don't really know, or they're like, 
What? Mm-hmm. Um, so share with us, what is baby led weaning? Yeah. So baby led weaning is just an approach to introducing whole foods to infants. So rather than the traditional spoon feeding approach with fortified rice cereals and purees, baby led weaning is an introduction of whole foods um, and allowing the baby to practice some of those self-feeding skills. So baby led weaning is not weaning your baby. (laughs) It is just the, the mechanism of introducing our foods around the age of six months. Fantastic. Um, and I would love if you could address for just a minute, kind of some of the benefits. We're going to talk about a lot of different things around this. But share with us some of the benefits of baby led weaning and why a parent or a nanny um, or other caregiver might want to think about this kind of approach. Yeah. I'm going to start with my number one favorite reason of leaning towards baby led weaning. And that is we find there's a significant reduction in food neophobia. So what that is, is there's a reduction in fear of trying new foods in these kiddos. So we all have seen, I'm sure, (laughs) that we have this toddler and they love this infant and they love all of these purees. And then we start giving them whole foods. Or even we get a little older into like early elementary age. And all of a sudden, strawberries were their favorite yesterday and we hate them today, right? Like all of those little changes in kind of food preferences throughout the ages and stages um, is much gentler when we follow a baby-led weaning approach. Um, I can speak to this both personally and professionally with my oldest. I was, you know, new mom and I did things the way that my doctor told me to with rice cereal and purees and She is by far my pickiest eater of the three. Um, And my middle, she was my first that I experimented with baby led weaning. And she is literally not afraid to try anything. Even if she sits, she's very open to trying it. And so the reduction in the fear of trying something new, the openness to trying something new is much, much, much greater in baby led weaning. My second probably favorite reason for choosing baby led weaning is that infants are going to be able to stay in touch with their hunger and satiety cues a lot better than if they are being fed by a spoon. I'm sure we've seen this several times where, you know, the mom wants to finish off the last little bit of the jar of baby food. So they're kind of forcing that spoon into the baby's mouth and that baby is Ah, turning their heads back and forth and grimacing. And when we give the baby just a piece of food with the anticipation of they're not, they don't have to get a lot of nutrition from this. They just get to experience the food and practice with it. They are then in charge of controlling what and when and how much goes into their body. Um, and again, by the time we turn around five years old, we naturally start to eat more based off of a taste preference rather than those internal hunger and satiety cues. And so if we can, again, be just a little gentler in that approach, it can help that those um, natural hunger and satiety cues remain a little bit more intact through the lifespan. So those would definitely be kind of my top two favorite reasons for choosing the baby led weaning approach. Yeah, and those are two really important ones 
mm-hmm. because there's so many implications lifelong around both of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, do you um, have any knowledge around some of the stuff that I've been seeing recently about the fact that baby-led weaning might actually have an impact on the facial development and the bones and the palate, that kind of stuff? Yes, absolutely. Um, you think about, so one thing, I'm going to get a little ahead of myself, but when we want to make sure that the, the baby is ready for whether it is purees or baby-led weaning, you'll notice that tongue thrust reflex, right? So instead of the puree going in and down, it just kind of comes right back out because of that tongue thrust reflex, right? And again, when you give your baby, for example, just a slice of bell pepper and they just get to gnaw on that, it gives them much better jaw development. And then therefore, it's going to affect their whole face development, really. Um, So just by the nature of giving them an opportunity to use a different set of muscles, a different set of skills than they have, because babies are used to using their tongues with a bottle or with breast, right? They're not so used to having to chew up and down. So definitely, there are definitely some implications there as well. Yeah, I think it's fascinating the variety of things that we don't realize and are not, unfortunately, educated a lot of times on that have long-term impacts. Things that we do in infancy toddlerhood have long-term impacts on people as adults. Yes, absolutely. I'm an educator on oral ties, and so it's one of those topics that is a hot button for me, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, but let's talk a little bit. You mentioned just briefly around six months. So let's talk about when is baby led weaning appropriate? Who is it for? What babies are ready for? What babies are not? Yeah. So the guidelines are going to be pretty similar to just the introduction of purees. You know, we want to make sure that the baby is able to sit upright pretty much on their own, have really good head control, and that tongue thrust reflex should be pretty much diminished by that point. Um, If we have an infant that has some sort of a compromised medical condition, um, we obviously, they might not be developmentally ready for purees, let alone experimenting with whole food. And we also don't ever want baby led weaning to be something that is just a source of entertainment for the baby. I have seen that misused. That's like, oh, we're giving the, the kiddo a piece of banana and they're just entertained and having fun and they, you know, caregivers are walking away from them. So we definitely never want to be using this with any unsupervised kiddo. Um, And the age range will vary a little bit. You know, kids are going to reach those milestones at slightly different ages. Um, I know a lot of people are recommending closer to the four to six month time frame for introducing food, but I just don't very often see that kiddos much younger than six months are actually reaching those developmental milestones and showing a readiness for experimenting with food. Yeah, that's interesting that you brought that up because I see a lot of arguments online. Oh, you know, introduce them to four months, introduce them at six months. And while we know that there is a lot of support for the concept of introducing a food protein when there's a yes. allergy. That doesn't mean, people think oftentimes that means you're handing your kid a spoonful of peanut butter. And <laughs> I always tell people, no, it means you're taking a little bit of breast milk and pouring in a little bit of TB2 powder yep. 
And it's yep. the form. It's to introduce the protein, not because you're handing them peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Exactly. Not because you're handing them a fried egg. Yep. Um, yep. And so I love that you brought that up, that it's really about the, the child showing us mm-hmm. because it's not a hard and fast. It's not when they're ready. And yep. for some kids, it might be five and a half months. And another one, it might not be till seven months or later, right? Yep. Absolutely. So um, quick question. I don't know if you will even know this and I don't either, but I may go look if, if neither of us know. <laughs> uh, are there any YouTube videos out there that you're aware of that might show a parent or a nanny what the tongue thrust reflux is? Because yeah. if they're going, what is she talking about? Is, is yes. there anything out there they can find? Yes. So I will not be able to give you any specific names or right. exact links. Um, but yes, I, I remember when I was doing my certified breastfeeding course and actually in my master's degree, I wrote a, a paper and did a presentation on baby led weaning. And so just my quick little YouTube search uh-huh. definitely showed a plethora of, of information there. So yes, hit up YouTube for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just knowing that people can go search for it is great. So I'm glad that you knew that. I wasn't sure, but I thought you might know. Uh, so when we talk about, you said, not for infants with compromised medical conditions. Can you elaborate that on that just a little bit? So maybe somebody in there says, well, my kid has reflux. Does that mean I can't do baby led weaning? Or yeah, a little idea. Definitely. So so this one primarily comes up from when I was researching for my master's um, presentation. And I struggled with this one because the arguments that were made for don't use this approach with compromised infants was because it burns more energy. It requires more effort from them and they don't get as much nutrition from them. All valid, makes sense, right? But when we think about it, a six-month-old infant should not be getting most of their nutrition, whether it's from whole foods or from purees. It should really still be coming primarily from either the breast milk or the formula. So yes, that argument I have pros and cons with just in and of itself as that umbrella term of compromised medical condition. I primarily think of that from that argument standpoint as somebody who's going to be really hypermetabolic. So somebody with like a congenital heart defect that type of thing. Um, Also things like potentially cerebral palsy, um, things like that, anything that is going to compromise their head structure and their head control, and then therefore their ability to to swallow safely. Um, So with with reflux, um, something like that, I have actually, my my middle, again, she had reflux for sure. Um, And we did baby led weaning with her with great success. I think that's actually... Reflux is super common and generally it gets better with age. But I think that was actually something that I had more success with baby led weaning than I did purees because the baby can tell when they don't feel super great. If they are starting to experience a little bit of reflux, they just, they put the food down, they're done, right? Whereas again, if we're giving a spoon feeding, we might be more tempted to kind of push baby a little bit beyond comfort especially because we should be offering breast or formula first and then the food. So they probably are going to be feeling a little bit contented already. So um, I I don't personally have any issues with using a baby led weaning approach with something like reflex. Um, But obviously that's going to be case by case dependent for sure. Yeah. 
And so you brought up during that, um, probably the biggest thing that I hear about all the time from people who don't know very much about baby led weaning, which is my baby's going to choke. If I hand them a piece of apple, they're going to choke on that. Let's mm-hmm. address this whole topic of gagging versus choking. And when parents and caregivers should worry about it and when they should. Yeah, definitely. So first, one basic of baby led weaning would be ideally if you can offer the food that is more like a pencil rather than a chunk, right? So this is going to allow the baby to grip it better and get it to mouth much easier. And it's obviously also then a smaller piece that they can gnaw off of and it'd be a lot safer for them. Whereas if we just have a big chunk, they could break off really huge pieces of that chunk of whatever you're giving them. And that's where a potentially a choking is going to come more into play than a gagging. So basics, right? More of a pencil shape is what we're aiming for. It promotes their self-feeding and reduces risk of choking. Um, you can also find plenty of YouTube videos on gagging during baby led weaning. So definitely check those out. Um, the big thing is we have to remember that gagging is protective. If the baby is gagging, hooray. Like they are doing, their body is doing what it needs to be doing to protect them from choking. So um, gagging is welcome. Be ready for it. It will happen. My middle, that, or excuse me, my littlest, that was him for sure. He had an amazing gag reflex for quite some time, um, but no need to intervene when we have a gag. Obviously, when we have a choke, we're going to recognize the signs of that and we're going to need to intervene there. Um, You can find videos for that as well. You can also, of course, be, I'm sure most of your clientele are already CPR first aid certified. So they know the signs and symptoms of choking and they know how to manage that. But I would really just say gagging is welcome. Gagging is protective and gagging is okay. It, it is to be expected with this approach. Yeah. And I love that you really clarified that because that is one of those big misconceptions. It's even one that I had when my kids were little. uh, And I had to learn about that as well. And so many times we don't know the difference between gagging and choking. So the fact that we can find it on YouTube, right? Yeah. So that I don't have to reenact it for you here. Yes. Well, spare me that. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. How did our children ever survive? (laughs) So, well, you've shared a lot of really great information with us today, um, really good specifics that I think our audience will be able to put into practice right away. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us that you think everybody should know about baby like weaning? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is to just do what is best for you and your family. You know, um, for some of us, that might be baby led weaning. For others, that might be purees. Um, You know, there's certainly a lot of benefits to baby led weaning, as we've discussed today. But there's also, if it doesn't feel right to you and your family, if it's not doable, if it makes you anxious, whatever, like feeding your baby, nurturing your baby, loving your baby, that's really best. So we can support you if you choose to go down that baby led weaning approach. And if not, awesome. Great job for making that decision on what is best for you. Great. I love that you wrapped up with that because, of course, that is the approach that we always take at Newborn Care Solutions. Um, and in succinct words, what we tell our students, not my baby, not my decision. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So, well, thank you so much. Um, it's really been great to have you on here. Thanks for sharing your insight and all of this valuable information. We really appreciate that. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I loved it. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you to our audience for joining us tonight. And if you have any questions around this topic or anything related to baby led weaning, or even really around nutrition and babies and toddlers, Christina's an expert in all of that. You can put them in the feed and tag her or tag Newborn Care Solutions, and we'll make sure you get answers. And of course, if you want to rewatch this segment or catch any of our past Real Talk episodes, along with accessing all of our other content, you can go to newborncaresolutions.com and click on the education tab. You can also find us on our YouTube channel and our podcast. Thanks so much and have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk with Tanya Sackowitz podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please share it on social media or send it directly to someone you think might benefit. It would also be a huge support if you could rate and review the podcast on whatever player you're currently listening on so that other people can find the content easier. You can also connect to us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok or checking out our website at newborncaresolutions.com. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Real Talk Podcast with Tanya Sackowitz.